Alrighty, folks, welcome to the first ever TV Sports Pod. I am your host, Tyler Bratton, and uh, we'll just be talking all things sports. Um, so right now, as you know, if you're a sports fan, you probably know this, we are right in the thick of things with college football, right in the thick of things with NFL football. The NBA season's about to start. We've got maybe two games left uh, in the NL series. We've got the Red Sox already in the World Series, so we got the World Series right around the corner. Uh, you know, late October, early November, uh, December, I think it's best time for sports. Uh, you get to see the new look NBA teams, you get college football, you get NFL football, you get October baseball. I, I, I just don't really see any time of the year that uh, can really compete with this. Um, so a little background about myself. I am a University of Nebraska student um, and sports, sports, I guess you could say, is kind of uh, my thing. It's what I like to do. Um, if I have free time, it's probably what I am doing, reading about it or watching it, um, or both. Um, so, you know, it's what me and my buddies talk about most of the time when we're hanging out, when we're going out. Um, I think the storylines, the amazing plays made by people, the freak athletes we get to watch, uh, it's just something to really be able to, I think it's special to watch, I think it's fun to watch. Um, so this is uh, my final project, why I'm doing this is my final project so I can finally get out of school and you know I'm not ashamed to admit I've probably been here a little bit longer than most people should be but uh, you know that's how it goes sometimes uh, and my plan is just you know have this podcast not really take itself too seriously I'm not trying to be you know the guy on ESPN or anything but I'm also not trying to be you know the, the guys over at like Barstool or something like that just kind of doing my own thing not taking it too seriously having a little bit of fun with it uh, I, I don't really you know I don't know how many guests we're going to have on. That's kind of my goal is to have a few guests, some other students, um, maybe some other guys who have different podcasts around the, the local area. Um, so that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I'll kind of let people know as that's coming. Kind of give a heads up in, in podcast to kind of look out for the next one when we have like a special guest or something like that. And uh, yeah, welcome. Um, Thanks for tuning in if you are tuning in, and uh, I hope that we can enjoy the next uh, couple months together, and uh, we'll probably be doing, you know, two or three podcasts a week, just kind of depends on what's going on uh, in the sports world, you know, how big of news is going on, how exciting the uh, early NBA season is, how exciting the World Series is going to be, so a lot of it has to depend on that, but there will for sure be two a week, maybe a third. Um, but we'll kind of move forward with that as we go. So, once again, thanks, and uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Alrighty, once again, welcome to the first ever TV Sports Pod. Today will just be myself, uh, all alone. <laughs> But uh, I'm, I'm thinking the next episode, I'm going to have a, a good friend on, and uh, we're just going to kind of dive into it. He's a big sports guy. He's a lot of fun to talk to. Uh, it, it should be a good time. And hopefully we have a, a good uh, kind of weekend of sports to be able to really, really talk about some fun stuff. Um, but today, once again, I'll just be myself. Um, we're going to do a Week 8 college football preview and a Week 7 NFL preview. Uh, we're going to kind of talk about also, you know, where those teams stand, what the college football playoffs looking like, what the division races are looking like in the NFL. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Um, let's just dive right into it. Um, so week seven um, in college football last weekend, um, it was kind of a... It was a big slate of games, but it was games going in where you kind of felt like, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know if LSU's for real, I'm not sure, Georgia might just spank them, you know, same deal with Michigan State, you know, is Penn State still in it, you know, they had that close one against Ohio State, um, Notre Dame was challenged, Texas was challenged, uh, so it was, it was an interesting week, it was fun, uh, but I, I, I think after last week, 
that was the first real week of college football. And when I say that, I mean just college football is about, you get into October and November, and you'll look up one week and four teams in the top you know, 20 just lost. Uh, three one-loss teams just lost, and now that cuts the, the field basically in half of who you have uh, left for uh, college football playoff contenders. So this last week was the first real week where we started to kind of see people getting cut down a little bit more, kind of, you know, the, the, the playing field getting a little bit more narrow. And you know, as, as a fan of the sport, that's what you want to see. I root for chaos every year. You know, as long as it's not, you know, who I want to see getting beat. Um, past that, I, I'm, I'm rooting for chaos nine out of ten times. Uh, who, who doesn't? You know, that's why people watch the sport. And the playoff has just made it even, you know, more so ridiculous. But let's uh, get into it here. Um, and so going, going into next week, um, right now until the college, the actual college football playoff, um, rankings come out. I'm just going to use the AP poll just because, you know, that's what you're going to see on the bottom of your screens on Saturdays. So figured might as well just use that instead of the coaches poll. Even though I am personally a little bit more fond of the coaches poll, I think the AP can kind of get a little dicey on their rankings occasionally, but, you know, usually they do a pretty good job. Uh, so number one, Alabama, 7-0. Just keep rolling, 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 rolling. Uh, you know the story there. We have known the story for the past 11 years, what Alabama is. So, moving on. Ohio State, number two. Clemson, number three. Notre Dame, four. Uh, LSU, five. Michigan moved up to six after their annihilation, really, of Wisconsin. Wisconsin was a, a, a fan favorite and an expert's uh, favorite coming into the season. And they've really, I mean, they might not even win the... Uh, the Big Ten West, but you know, we'll see. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, Texas, number seven, they keep kind of moving up after that big win over Oklahoma. Uh, had a little bit of trouble with Baylor. Sam Ellinger went out uh, with an injury. Um, same kind of injury that if, if you guys remember back in, I wanna say 2009, Sam Bradford has had, uh, which ended up ending his college career. Um, same kind of injury, so it'll be interesting. I think it's a lower grade, so not as severe, but uh, it should be interesting to see if that keeps them out for a significant amount of time, and if it does, how, how they respond to that. Um, Georgia, after the loss, go to eight. Oklahoma, by they move up to nine. UCF sitting right at 10, six and oh, longest win streak in uh, college football. Uh, Florida is up to 11, Oregon 12, West Virginia after the loss to Iowa State, 13. Kentucky 14, Washington 15, uh, North Carolina State, the lowest ranked undefeated team. To be fair, they haven't played anybody, but they sure got a big one coming up this weekend against uh, Clemson, so that should be interesting. Um, Texas A&M, 17, two losses, um, you know, against two good teams, Clemson and Alabama. Everybody else they've beaten, they beat... Uh, Kentucky at home a couple weeks ago, and it's it's looking like, you know, it won't be this year, but uh, obviously, but, you know, it's looking like Jimbo's really going to start turning that ship around, and people down at College Station, I'm sure, you know, have just been waiting for something like that. Uh, probably thought Kevin Sumlin was it, but he turned out not to be, but Jimbo can recruit, he's in Texas, and uh, a couple years, you know, watch out, they can be... Uh, a true contender, I would say, in the SEC. Uh, 18, Penn State. Uh, two pretty tough losses. Uh, past that, I mean, their defense is okay. McSorley's doing okay. Uh, they really miss Barkley. Um, but, you know, they, they lost two close ones against two pretty good teams. One really good team, one pretty good team. Um, I mean, if you, if you thought this was Penn State's year, I, I think that's a little bit ridiculous just because... I mean, last year should have been their year if they were going to make any sort of Big Ten, you know, championship run and then a playoff run. I, I just think that window for the current guys may have closed for at least a year or two. I mean, they're still, you know, probably going to win 10 games, maybe nine, but yeah, they'll be fine. Uh, 19, Iowa, 5-1, and one, a quiet 5-1, and one, a quiet 5-1. and one. Uh, If Penn State 
can beat Wisconsin and then Iowa can pull it off against Penn State. I mean, we might be talking about Penn State playing Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Cincinnati, 20, also undefeated. Uh, South Florida, 21, also undefeated. They're all in the same division as UCF, and they are all going to play each other in the next couple of weeks, so that should be fun to watch. Um, Mississippi State, 4-2. and two. They've been up. They've been down. Fitzgerald has been up. He's been down. We'll see how this goes. Uh, Wisconsin, 23. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they're going to finish in the top 25. I don't think they're very good. Um, they looked awful. Awful against Michigan. Awful. I mean, Michigan might be actually really good, even though they lost to Notre Dame in week one, but absolutely terrible. Um, and then Washington State uh, kind of rounds it up. They're at 5-1 and one, uh, game day. We'll be on there for the first time. 215 straight where the flag has been a game day and finally coming home, I guess. Um, all right, so let's just dive into some quick thoughts. Um, so this is the weekend uh, people who watch college football have been waiting for. You know, we had an exciting weekend, good amount of unexpected wins. First off, probably the biggest, definitely the biggest. LSU beats Georgia, yeah, not by a little bit. They beat them by 20 points. And I know Georgia fans, are they're going to come out probably and they're going to say, well, you know, last year Auburn beat them, what, 40 to 17? And Look what happened. Georgia turns it around, wins the SEC, beats Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, and is this close, I mean, this close to winning a national championship. So after a first loss, can we really count Georgia out? I don't think so, but this isn't the same Georgia team. There's no Nick Chubb. There's no Sony Michelle. We're still kind of waiting on DeAndre Swift to emerge as the, the featured back that everyone kind of thought they were going to be in. There's no uh, Bellamy at linebacker. There's uh, there's no uh, Rokon Smith at linebacker. I, I it's a young team and they have loads of talent. Don't get me wrong, but I, I I think last year was their year. This year, you know I I think they'll be in like a New York Six Bowl probably. I I don't see them making the playoff. I think they drop one more and they might not even make the SEC championship game. Don't get me wrong, Georgia's gonna compete for a long time. They will be competing for a long long time. Their recruiting class has been fantastic. I just think this is the year where they caught them on the young swing. Last year they were an older, experienced team. This year they're just a little bit younger, and they're just they're gonna lose some of these games, and that's just how it works, you know. Um, moving on, um, I I I just think uh, Georgia has a chance of, you know, they play Florida next week after their bye. Um, and then they go, Florida's a slightly underrated offense, a very good defense. Um, after that, though, and that's a neutral site game. That's kind of like OU Texas. That's the one kind of acceptable neutral site game. And then they got to go to a one-loss Kentucky team, who at this point, I mean, Kentucky can, if they can win until that game, and they don't play a lot until then, I mean, they got a, a solid and I mean a solid chance. Can you imagine Kentucky in the SEC championship? I mean, this isn't basketball, you know, but it's possible. They have that win against Florida. They have a relatively favorable schedule the rest of the way. If they can beat Georgia, I, you know, and then Georgia plays Auburn after that. And I, I see them losing one of those three games. I know Auburn has turned out to not be the team I think everyone thought they were, especially after that loss to Tennessee last week. But that's still no cakewalk. You know, they've got talent on that roster over there. And I just, I don't see a situation where George, I mean, they might, who knows? But I, I, I don't think Georgia makes it out of that um, without losing. I also don't think that means that they don't make the SEC championship because I, I don't know if I can fully trust Kentucky and Florida to kind of close that deal. Um, so they could still end up there. I, I just don't think they're a playoff team. Um, I think that they that was kind of proved against LSU. I mean, LSU has a very, you know, up and down offense. And they scored 36 points. So I, that's just how it is. Um, let's move on past the SEC East a little bit. Um, let's go to Iowa State. Let me tell you what. 
if you play in the Big 12 and you are a top five or even top 10 team at some point, and you have to go to Ames or you just have to play Iowa State, you should probably be a little bit nervous because they have, so dating back to last year, wins against top 10 teams home and away. In Norman last year, they win. At home against TCU, they win. Both those teams ranked in the top five when it happened. Uh, this year, they played Oklahoma extremely close in the beginning of the season. I think it was a 10-point game. They looked really, they could, I mean, in Oklahoma, you know, I know they have their defensive issues and whatnot, but, you know, they, they lost by 10, but it was, they, they played a good game. Um, and then now, who comes to town? Number six, West Virginia. And what happens? West Virginia loses by 16 points. Um, I'm not sure if it's, you know, Matt Campbell is a fantastic coach. And if I was, I mean, I hope he stays because having Iowa State be, you know, a, a, a competitive team and not just the, the kind of 8, 9, 10 range team you, you kind of always thought they were, you know, they, it's fun to have them be competitive. It, it's really a good time. I think that at some point, He's going to go for a bigger job because he is one of the great young coaches, I believe, and it's showing with this Iowa State team um, over the past couple of years. And, you know, they're just not the doormat of the Big 12 anymore. They're not the doormat of college football anymore, really. You know, that's what they used to be 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago. Um, you used to see Iowa State on the schedule like you'd see Kansas, and you'd say, okay, we have won that game. On to the next one. Um, but, hey. November 17th, if Texas has beaten West Virginia, has won their other games in between that game, watch out, Texas, because Iowa State's coming to town, and you know what they like to do. You've seen what they like to do, so be careful, Texas. Be careful. All right, moving on. Um, Oregon beats Washington. Great game. Awesome game. It was overtime, 30-27, to 27. Um, and honestly... Oregon, I think, gives the Pac-12 a little bit of hope, a little bit of playoff hope. I, I don't think it's great. The more Notre Dame wins, it really doesn't become great. Um, but it, it gives them a chance. It gives them a shot to be there. And that's all really you can ask for at this point in the Pac-12. You don't have any undefeated teams left. But you've got Oregon, who people seem to like. I like them. They're fun. They look physical. When they're playing football, they look physical. They don't look like your average Pac-12 team. They just look like they're, you know, a little bit more willing to hit somebody in the mouth, and that's probably what it's all about. Um, so they've got a chance right now ranked at 12. Um, now teams have been ranked lower. Uh, Ohio State, when they won the national championship, I think they were at like, what, 14 or 15. Uh, the next year, Oklahoma made it in, and they were at 17 this week um, of the season, and they made it in. So teams have been lower. And, and I hate this idea of that there's not going to be any, like, you know, people, you hear people on ESPN or Fox or any of that kind of stuff talking about, you know, it's basically a done deal. I mean, this happens every single year. You have your top dogs, and then mid-October comes, November comes, and teams start to lose, and they drop games. And that's just what's going to happen. And it's going to happen again this year. It will. Trust me. It always does. It's never not happened. We're not going to have four undefeated teams at the end of the year. Oregon wins out, makes a conference championship, which I think they will because I don't think Stanford's going to win out. Oregon's got as good of a shot as anybody else to make it because teams will lose, and that's just how it goes. All right, moving on. little Big Ten talk now. Michigan State killed Penn State chances. And like I said earlier, if you thought this was the year that Penn State was going to make the playoff, yeah, that was that's foolish. That's I, I I don't think that you know, I don't see how you would be able to think that you lose a running back who got drafted two overall. You lose I think it was eight or nine starters on defense from last year, and their defense is actually since the uh, Appalachia State game has played bad. not bad, not bad. But I just don't see how you expect it. And now, here we are. We're reaching the end of October. We're getting to November. The last game of the season is Ohio State and Michigan, and guess what? That is probably going to be the game that decides 
first off, if the Big Ten even gets a playoff team, then who goes? Um, it's looking like right now the Big Ten is the Big Two and then 12 more because that's what they got left. They got Michigan and Ohio State. There's your chance if you're a uh, Big Ten fan, a fan of a Big Ten school, that's the chance that they have to get in. Um, the Ohio State defense is suspect. Let's not beat around the bush about that. They are suspect. Um, I think that a Alabama will light them up. I think a few weeks from now, I think it's going to be a shootout with Michigan and uh, Ohio State. And if it's not a shootout and it is a blowout, I would lean to Michigan being the one blowing out Ohio State, not the other way around. It, Michigan does have a for real defense, and it seems like their offense is kind of getting better and better and better. Only concern is Michigan goes on the road. They have not played great on the road yet, and we're going to learn a lot this week. they got to go to Michigan State. And that's kind of a, a – it feels like a trap game, but you got to remember Michigan State's also coming off a big win. So I think we're, we're doubling down on our trap. So I'll take the more talented team in that situation. Um, all right. Moving on a little bit. I really don't want to talk about this a lot because everybody talks about it, and it's annoying. Alabama's clearly the best team in the country right now. Um, and I know they haven't, you know, they've, they've played next to nothing so far this season. Um, but d does anybody really see them losing until maybe maybe Georgia in the SEC championship game? Because if Kentucky makes the SEC championship game, Alabama's winning. Auburn's not that great this year. They get them at home. They get LSU. I mean, I just don't think LSU has the firepower on offense if it comes to that to keep up with Alabama and their offense. Um, I mean, this is your classic Alabama team. Good backs, good wide receivers, a good offensive line, a great defense. But guess what? They added a lights-out quarterback, and, and we're kind of seeing it. Right now, I just don't see someone beating them. Uh, this is the Alabama team, at least... You know, not. I mean, they, you know, they won the national championship last year, and they're right back where they, you know, where they have been for the past eleven years. Um, just don't see it yet. Um, the one thing about Alabama that I think uh, people should maybe pump the brakes about, including myself, um, is that they haven't played anybody yet, and I, 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 I want to see how they react to when they play a big dog, and that's going to be LSU for the first time uh, this season. You know, I want to see, you know, what if they get punched in the mouth, you know, or, or play a team that's more physical, or as physical, I should say, because they haven't had to do that yet. They won't have to do that. But we're just going to see, you know, and, and that's just what it comes down to. I, 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 there's, moving forward, you know, LSU is really the only, on the regular season schedule, the only team I think, think can compete with them. Um, Auburn's just not good enough. And I, I think they'll be in the playoff undefeated most likely um but then in the playoff you know that's where the big boys go and we'll see you know when alabama starts playing some of the big boys are they gonna win um are they as good as they seem when they play you know terrible teams we'll think so i'm inclined to believe yes because they always have been um all right so uh now that we've uh kind of recapped the previous week kind of talked about what's going on um, I just want to talk about some potential, you know, conference championships, uh, potential conference winners, and some college football playoff. Um, we have the first college football rankings out in a week and a half now. Um, I think it's the last Tuesday of October. I think the 30th. Um, and the painting, you know, it's starting to get painted. You know, we're starting to see the picture uh, that we do, but... Like I said earlier, teams can start low and work their way up. Um, let's start with the ACC. Clemson, North Carolina State, and uh, those are kind of the two teams you have left. Um, it'd be very interesting to see if we get NC State to win this week, what happens? Because after that, NC State would have to drop two games the rest of the season to not make the ACC championship. And with their schedule, yeah, sure, they could definitely drop one. I could see that. I don't see them dropping two, though, especially after you beat Clemson. You know what you have in front of you. No, I, I, I just don't see that. So then the next question is, 
you know, we've seen it before with Alabama and Ohio State. They got the benefit of the doubt by going 11-1 and and still making the college football playoff. I don't think you see that with this Clemson team, though. A team that struggled at home against Syracuse, hasn't played anybody, and the one team that they did play, they lost to. Uh, so I, I don't think they would get in if they don't make and win the conference. Um, so and, and North Carolina State can make for a very interesting situation for the ACC, where honestly, they could get left out. If NC State wins and then doesn't go undefeated, they could just get left out entirely. Um, so that should be a fun game. Um, I mean, the winner is going to face an ACC Coastal team, which has turned out to just not be very good. Um, the contenders are like Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and, and we've seen none of those teams are very good. I think if North Carolina State or Clemson come out of the Atlantic, they're going to win that. Um, and really, I think I really think that you need you can get a one loss Clemson conference champion in. I don't think you can get any other you know form of one loss. I don't know if North Carolina State would have enough if they lose one but still win the conference to make it. And I don't think eleven and one Clemson makes it. But we'll see. Uh, moving on to the Big Twelve, uh, I think you got three contenders: Texas, West Virginia. In Oklahoma. I'd say you got an outside shot with Texas Tech, but they would need to really come up with some wins. They get Texas and Oklahoma at home, and Lubbock could be a weird, kind of scary place, similar to Ames, um, when you get later in the year. So that'll be interesting. Uh, personally, if I had to pick, I'd love to see a, a Red River shootout part two. I mean, that was an awesome, awesome game uh, a couple weeks back. And, and I think that's, you know, almost what fans would want to see. Um, I mean, that's how you sell out the, the Jerry's world, for sure, is you get a part two of that. And it could happen. We could get to a situation where, let's say Texas wins out, and let's say Oklahoma wins out. You get 11-1 Texas, whose one loss is to Maryland, week one of the season. And by then, if you factor in some other losses, I mean, they could be sitting somewhere between four and five, maybe six, and you get 11-1 Oklahoma, whose one loss is to Texas by three points in a rivalry game. They could be sitting at five or six or seven, and that Red River shootout part two could very, very easily become a de facto playing game, which imagine that. We've never had it happen twice in two years, and the first year that it does is almost a playing game. I mean, the Big 12 would love that. The Big 12 almost needs that as a conference, I think. You need that kind of exposure. I think it'd be great for the conference. I think it'd be great for the sports. I think fans of the, both teams would like it. I think fans of college football would like it. Um, and don't get me wrong, and that's not to hate on anything West Virginia is doing, but if we're just looking at the more interesting, compelling matchup, and to get a team into the playoff, you might need that matchup. I don't know if in Oklahoma, let's say in a situation where Texas drops a few, they went out, uh, West Virginia wins out, they meet in the Big 12 championship. After playing each other the week before, I, I don't see a situation where either of those teams could make the playoff. Um, same with Texas. Texas might be able to if they can win out, no matter who they play in the Big 12 championship. They might be able to, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I'm rooting for a game with playoff implications. Um, you haven't really seen that in the Big 12 in a while. Um, so I think it'd be fun for the conference. Uh, moving on to the Big 10. Big 10 East contenders, Ohio State, Michigan, still sort of Michigan State. Um, I don't think they can beat both Michigan and Ohio State. So I kind of want to just say it's Michigan and Ohio State at this point, but you know. Um, and it's just like the OU Texas potential. Imagine getting to the last week of the season, Ohio State, Michigan, winner goes to the Big Ten Championship with the chance to go to the playoff. It's a de facto play-in game to another play-in game. And it'd be great. College football would love it. Fans would love it. Everybody wants to see that. And uh, I do. And I hope that's how it goes. It, it should be interesting. Big Ten West, Wisconsin, Iowa. Like I talked about earlier, 
Um, I mean, if Wisconsin wins out, they'll do it. Um, but if Wisconsin slips up, Penn State or uh, Iowa State wins out or Iowa wins out, excuse me, then uh, it'll be them. Um, I don't think either of those two teams, though, could uh, compete with Ohio State or um, with Michigan. Uh, and that's just kind of what the West has been um, since this has kind of all started. I, I mean, you have just, it's, it's by far the weaker division, by far. Um, but yeah, I, like I said earlier, I think it's down to two teams in the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State. A purist would say that's how it should be. <laughs> um, Pac-12, um, right now I'd say it's Oregon's to lose. Um, and I don't think Stanford's going to win out. So I think it's Oregon's to lose. I mean, things are going to be wild in, uh, at Washington State this week for that game. The, the, those fans are going to be wild. The whole stadium, I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, Washington State pulls off that win, and they run the table at that point. But, you know, I'm not sure if that'll happen. I, I think Oregon's just a little too physical. We've, we've seen that, I mean, this is a Mike Leach team. You know, we, we knew what Mike Leach was at Texas Tech. We know what Mike Leach is at uh, Washington State. Can field some really good offenses. You're going to win games for sure. And you'll be there at some point in the stadium or in the season. You know, you'll be sitting 5-1, and 6-1, and 7-1 maybe at some point. But at, at the end of the day, we've seen it when they played Washington the past couple of years at the end of the year when we've thought that they've had a pretty competitive team is uh, when they find themselves playing a more physical team, they, they end up losing. And that's kind of what I think will end up happening here. Um, so I like Oregon to kind of run the table in the north. Um, the South, I think USC will take. The South is really bad. And I mean, I know I just said the the Big Ten West was really bad, but the, the Pac-12 South is probably the worst division in college football. Um, so there's not a lot to say with that. I think USC will take it. There's, I mean, whoever wins the North is probably going to win the Pac-12. Um, then on to the SEC East. We already touched on this, but I mean, it's Florida, Kentucky, and Georgia. All of a chance. Georgia still has to play both of them. And I, I just really don't think Georgia's going to even win the division. I think they're going to drop one, and I think it's going to be Florida or Kentucky. If I had to guess between those two, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Florida on that one, and uh, probably get Florida Alabama in the uh, SEC championship unless LSU can run the table and win out. And you know maybe that's how we then end up with three SEC teams in the college football playoff because <laughs> we we know. For Alabama to get left out of the Alabama Invitational, you'll need two losses. You will need two losses. So, um, and then I'm going to quickly touch on UCF and Notre Dame. Um, UCF's going to need a lot of help to get in the college football playoff. I think. Um, I mean, and they, and they could get it definitely. But right now, you have what three, four, four, one, two, three, four, five, five. One loss teams ranked ahead of UCF, who's undefeated. It, it's going to be really. They're going to. You're going to. And then you have Florida and Oregon and West Virginia and Kentucky, who, if they keep winning, they'll eventually jump UCF. They are going to need a lot of help to get in. I think a lot of help, and we'll see. Maybe the college football committee sees that differently, but they're going to need a lot of help. Um, Notre Dame. Um, not sure if a one loss Notre Dame gets in. Just because, I mean, the Michigan win is looking really good week by week. Stanford wins is looking worse and worse. And their schedule is just kind of getting weaker and weaker. I don't know if they can, a one-loss Notre Dame team could survive a loss to uh, Northwestern. If there's a one-loss Texas Big 12 champion or one-loss Oklahoma Big 12 champion or a one-loss Michigan Big 10 champion. Um I don't think they can survive that. If they went out, you better believe Notre Dame will be there. For sure. 100%. Notre Dame will be there at the end. Um, so right now, um, I'd say contenders who are left people, teams that really have a shot. Um, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, LSU, Michigan, Texas, Georgia, Oklahoma, Florida, if they went out, they'll be there. 
Uh, Oregon, they'll probably need a little bit of help, but if they can run the table, get a little bit of help here and there, they could end up there. Um, Kentucky, um, same deal. If they went out, they'll get that SEC bump. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that'll be with wins against Florida, Georgia, uh, their one loss at Texas A&M, and then a win over Alabama in the SEC championship. You better believe that will get you in. Um, North Carolina State, they were on the table. They'll be in. North Carolina State goes undefeated. I don't, I don't see a situation where they – I mean, it, I, 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 they would definitely get in. I would assume you'd have a win over – Clemson and you'd have uh, ACC championship and you might have a little bit more chaos in there too and I think they'd get it. Teams that need some help. Uh, UCF and West Virginia. Uh, UCF I'd, I already talked about but West Virginia I say only because yeah they're one loss but o Oklahoma and Texas can get on a one loss and some help because of the name. You know you'll, you 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 want those kinds of teams there at the end. West Virginia doesn't have that name. You know, they, they don't they don't have that brand. And I think that could hurt them. I mean, don't get me wrong, with enough things happening, enough teams losing, and if they went out, they'll be there. There's no question about that. Um, but I think they'll just need a little bit more help than a Texas or an Oklahoma would in the Big 12. Um, and then you know who's got an outside chance? Iowa. They went out. And enough teams lose. And I know I've said that like five times about five different teams now. But if you went out, you played a close one against Wisconsin, you beat Penn State, and if you can get into the Big Ten Championship and then beat Ohio State or Michigan, enough teams lose, who knows? That's probably the least likely. I'd say UCF might have a better shot, but, you know, we'll see. All right, so uh, something I'm going to do uh, every week, and we're going to start keeping track, see how much of an idiot or not that I am. Um, we're going to do, I'm going to do top 10 games of the week. My, I, I just pick 10 games that I kind of think are the 10 best, and I'm going to do a pick them. I'm going to keep track and uh, see how I do over the course of the season. Um, anytime we have guests in here, um, I'm going to have them pick, and kind of like on, uh, on college game day, how they kind of keep track of their guests, see who does best. You know, maybe I'll... Keep track of all of them, see who does the best. Uh, maybe send them a little prize or something. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, all right, so top games uh, of the week. First off, you know, I got a Nebraska, so I'm going to put this one in here. And I think it's, you know, Minnesota at Nebraska. Nebraska has not had a good season so far. They've hit some, some, some bumps in the road, definitely. I still think Frost will eventually turn it around. I mean, you are doing a total culture change here, an absolute, complete, and utter overhaul. Um, it's worse than everybody expected, I think. But I think this is the week. And I've been saying that for a couple weeks now, but I really do think that they, they have been getting better each week. So I'm going to go Nebraska, first win of the Scott Frost era, at home over Minnesota. Uh, next one, I'm going to do uh, Houston at Navy. I'm going to go Navy on that one. Um, I like watching the triple option. I think they're fun. Um, Houston's just, you know, they were pretty good with Tom Herman a few years back, but now they're just kind of another um, non-Power 5 team. Um, you know, rivalry game, Alabama at Tennessee. Um, yeah, Alabama will win. Uh, it's just about will they cover um, and by how much will they win. So, Alabama will win, though. Uh, Tennessee, you beat Auburn last week. You got your Alabama team. You're not, you're not going to beat Alabama this week. Um, all right. Ohio State at Purdue. Um, I think this could be a game where you could catch. I mean, it's at night. It's in Purdue. Uh, you could catch Ohio State sleeping, and maybe it's close. But I don't think there's any. I mean, Haskins is really exceptional, really good. Defense is suspect. You might have a little scare by halftime. You know, maybe it's a little closer at halftime, but I, I, I'd say Ohio State probably wins this by at least 10 to 14 points. Um, Mississippi State at LSU. I would be inclined to pick Mississippi State. Um, if this was an 11 a.m. kickoff or a two, even a 2.30 kickoff, um, I would be inclined to pick uh, Mississippi State, but it's not. Um, it's nighttime in Death Valley. I mean, they're even wearing like alternate uniforms. And I, you know, catch them sleeping after that Georgia win, but 
they're falling into a night game. If it, like I said, if it was 11 a.m. or if it was at Mississippi State or just during the day period, you know, maybe I'd be inclined to pick Mississippi State, but I'm going to go LSU because I, I don't think there's any – they're not going to lose at night at home, I don't think. Uh, Michigan at Michigan State, like I said earlier, this is kind of a double uh, letdown game. Both just had huge wins. Um, both, you know, one was a little closer. I mean, Michigan's definitely got the hot hand right now, one of the hottest hands in college football, period. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tough game for Michigan, and I would not be surprised if Michigan State came out on top. But I'm going to go with Michigan. It's an early start. Fans might be a little, you know, waiting and waiting and waiting. I'm going to go Michigan. Um, Oklahoma at TCU. Oklahoma's coming off a bye week after they just fired their defensive coordinator. Uh, Ruffin McNeil's coming in, who, uh, he's a, he, you know, kids like him. I think you might see, I mean, I don't, I don't see Oklahoma's defense improving dramatically uh, over the course of the rest of the season. But I, you know, I can see him. You know, maybe playing a little bit more, you know, a little harder, a little bit more physical. Uh, TCU is not a very good offense. Um, I, you know, they lost to Texas Tech 17 to 14 at home last week. Um, Oklahoma's coming off of a bye, a loss to Texas. They haven't lost back-to-back games in the regular season since 1999, and I don't think that's going to change. Um, I'll take Oklahoma, and I'll uh, I'll take the points on the spread too, which is nine and a half. Um, Colorado at Washington, uh, both also coming off of losses. I'm going to go home team on that one and go Washington. And North Carolina State at Clemson. I'm going North Carolina State. They have the best quarterback in the conference. Clemson is good. They have quarterback issues. And I think it's kind of a Georgia I don't. They have a very good defense. Don't get me wrong. But the ACC is not very good. I, I think... North Carolina State pulls this one out. Um, And then, last but not least, Oregon at Oregon State. Like I said earlier, it's going to be rocking. It's going to be rocking at uh, at Ohio State, or (laughs) Washington State. I said like four different states there, good Lord. Um, Yeah, Washington State. It'll be rocking. Fans will be amped up. Um, They, you know, the bars might run out of beer. Who knows? We'll see. I just think, like I said earlier, Mike Leach teams aren't very physical. Uh, they have good records. When they run into physical teams, though, they usually lose. They do a good job at home at night, though. I'll give them that, and that's what this will be. Um, I guess evening on the West Coast. But uh, I'm going to go Oregon, and I think they'll win, you know, 10, 14 points. All right. So that's what we got for uh, college. Um we're going to move on now uh, to NFL. I'm going to try and do this pretty quick. We took a while on the, the college talk there. Um, so I'm going to try and go pretty quick through NFL stuff. Um, it'll be kind of similar situation. I'm just going to kind of go through, talk about what's going on, and uh, kind of see where divisions are standing right now, what teams are doing, and then I'm going to do a pick em for uh, this week of uh, NFL football. I know that I missed the Thursday night game, but we'll be fine. All right, on to the NFL. Um, so we're kind of nearing the midway point in the NFL season. Not quite there, but we're, we're getting there. Um, and it's been, you know, besides the, the ridiculous amount of penalties with the whole hitting the quarterback deal, which is, has just created nonsense um, throughout the NFL, which, I mean, you really can't even touch the guy. Um, it's, it's been kind of a fun season. It's starting to look a little bit more like uh, Big 12 football, you know, last week. After that game against, uh, oh, uh, the Patriots and the Chiefs. I mean, that, that, I, I, I really did feel like I was watching like a Big 12 or a Pac-12 game. It was, it was fun. Um, <laughs> um, so let's just go right into it. Um, I mean, the AFC East, we're going to start there. Uh, New England, 4-2. Miami, 4-2. Jets, 3-3. Three three, Bills, 2-4. Um, at this point, I mean, New England's going to start separating themselves. Uh, they had the classic rough New England start uh, in September. Now they're kind of getting it together. You know, by, I'm sure by the end of the season, Josh Gordon's going to look like an all-pro again. Um, I, I don't think Miami's really as good as their record shows. They got killed by New England. 
Bills aren't very good. Jets aren't very good. I, I'd say it's the usual suspect uh, for the AFC East. New England will win the division. Good chance they'll probably be the only team in the playoffs from that division, too. Um, moving on, AFC North. Easily the best division in uh, in the AFC. Possibly the best division in football. Uh, let's start with the Browns. They've won two games, um, so that's big for them. Um, they're not going to win the division this year. They're not going to win the. They're not going to make a wild card this year. Um, you know, no playoffs, none of that. But uh, they they're a team that you know maybe beats the you know Ravens at the end of the year. The Steelers. I think they play the Steelers already, but. Um, or the Bengals. They're a team that can maybe ruin someone's playoff chances. Um, they definitely have a lot of young talent. Baker's, you know, he's looked okay so far. Not, not you know, anything crazy, but he's, he's looked good enough. Um, like, he'll be successful in the league, I would say. Um, you know, they could use a little bit more help on the line. They got a pretty decent defense. They're just young. Give it a couple of years, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I, I like... I think this could be a division where you could, I could see them getting both the wild cards. I, I think the Chargers are going to have a lot to say about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think the Bengals, even though they lost to the Steelers this past week, I think the Bengals are going to win the division. I think the Steelers will definitely get a wild card, um, and if it ends up being flip-flopped, I'll say the same thing. If the Steelers win the division, I think Cincinnati's getting a wild card. I think it'll come down to the end with those guys, and it'll be a fun race. Um, Ravens, I don't think they're winning the division, but uh, I, I could see them competing for a wild card nonetheless. Um, so it, it should be a fun division. I mean, that's historically, you know, it's they, they beat each other up. They're they're grimy, you know, they, they, they grind the ball. It's kind of like SEC football up north. You kind of get a college atmosphere. It's, you know, it's fun. Um, AFC South, maybe the weirdest division in football. I mean, the NFC, the NFC East will definitely have something to say to that when we get to there. But right now it's a three-way tie. All of them are at three and three. Tennessee, Houston, Jacksonville. I mean, Indianapolis is out of it. Andrew Luck hasn't looked terrible, though, so... It's a, it's a positive for them, definitely. Um, and I'm not really sure what to think of any of these teams. Um, you know, three weeks ago, it looked like Houston was going to be a dumpster fire, and Bill O'Brien might have gotten fired after the first game. They win three straight, three close ones, but they win three straight. Jacksonville starts the season off by beating the Giants, uh, losing to somebody, and then uh, killing the Patriots. And you think, all right. Now here we are, they get beat 40-7 to by uh, Dallas last week, and, you know, we're thinking maybe it's the same old Jags. Tennessee, same deal. They're just weird teams. None of them are very consistent. None of them get, I mean, right now, Houston's looking like they have the most ceiling. Um, I'd say that they have the best quarterback of the group. They have probably the second best defense, but maybe the most consistent defense. J.J. Watt's looking really good. I, I think it's going to come down to Jacksonville and Houston at the end of the day. I, I don't think I've never been a Tennessee buyer, to be honest. I think if Deshaun Watson never got hurt last year, I don't think Tennessee is even in the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll come down to Jacksonville and Houston. They play each other this week. It's going to be a huge game um, just because... So I don't like Tennessee to beat the Chargers this week. I think they dropped to three and four. The loser of Tennessee-Houston this week goes to three and four. Winner goes to four and three, and I think it's key because Houston will play at home on Thursday night against Miami. And Jacksonville may have to play a very hot Eagles team in London. Um, so, both are playing pretty decent teams. I think Jacksonville might need this one a little bit more just because teams at home usually do a little bit better um, on Thursday nights. Houston plays pretty well at home. Um, Miami doesn't play great away from home. So, I like Houston next week. I don't like Jacksonville next week. So, I think Jacksonville needs this game a little bit more. Um, if they lose, I mean, you could see Jacksonville being 3-5 two weeks from now. 
to be honest. Um, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, but right now, I, I think Houston will squeak one out against Jacksonville this week and kind of take control of the division. We'll kind of see what happens after that. These teams are just so inconsistent. I mean, the minute I just say that, we're probably going to look up on Sunday afternoon and Jacksonville beat them by 30, you know. But that's just kind of how the division is. Uh, moving on. Uh, AFC West, Kansas City's going to win that division. There's no doubt about that. Mahomes is great. That offense is lethal. Um, they almost, I mean, they could very easily be 6-0 and right now. They're 5-1. and Chargers are 4-2. and Denver is 3-4. and Oakland 1-5. and um, Denver played last night and won against a terrible, terrible Cardinals team. Um, anyway, Oakland's a dumpster fire. Um, John Gruden is blowing that team up. And guess what? He's going to be allowed to do that. They paid him a ton of money. And if you think that they're going to get rid of him before they move to Las Vegas, you're crazy. He will be at Las Vegas. He'll probably get a season or two in Las Vegas because he's using the whole, you know, I'm rebuilding the team. i got to start from scratch. That whole deal. So I'm going to go with Oakland. Uh, they're, I mean, they'll get a very high draft pick, but they are definitely hitting the restart button. Um, yeah, I'll go Kansas City win the division. Chargers are definitely going to compete for a wild card. I think they have a fantastic chance um, of getting one, too. They're a fun team to watch. Um, but, yeah, Chiefs are by far the best team there. They'll be competing for a bye. They are going to be competing for home field advantage throughout the playoff, which, I mean, maybe could be what they're missing. Um, they've kind of always had issues when they go on the road in the playoffs. They kind of implode. Andy Reid starts making bad calls. So it'll be interesting to see where we're at. Um, at the end of the season with that team if they kind of keep up what they're doing. Um, so uh, on to the, uh, I think to kind of summarize the AFC, um, I know this is going to sound bland and boring. I think New England and Kansas City are going to get the two buys. I think uh, Houston and Cincinnati will be the other two division winners. Then you're going to get, uh, I'll go Pittsburgh and uh, Los Angeles Chargers as the uh, two wild cards right now. That's kind of how I see it going. Um, I don't know who's going to win the AFC. Um, I'm inclined to go with, you know, the Chiefs maybe, but, it, you know, I, I think it's a little too early to be making those kinds of predictions, especially in the NFL, um, where things can change so quickly. Um, all right, on to the NFC. NFC East, like I said earlier, probably the other super just weird division. Um, I mean, you had Philadelphia with no wins for a while. Then you had Wentz kind of, I think, getting back into the groove, slash a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. They're sitting at 3-3. Three three. Dallas, who you thought was probably dead after that Houston game, killed Jacksonville, sitting at 3-3. Three three. Washington, 3-2. Three um, right now, you know, Washington's leading the way, but it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of hold that. Um, they have a big game at home this week against the Cowboys, which is going to be huge for both those teams. Um, if you're the Cowboys, you don't want to go down another game because I think the Eagles are going to kind of catch fire here pretty soon. And you don't want to go down a game. And if you're Washington, you win that game. Uh, you have a solid one game up on uh, anybody else in the division. You move to four and two, and you get a one game up. Um, so I think it's huge for them. It, it, it's kind of a way for – it's. It, I, I, I see it as the Cowboys' chance to really kind of turn the ship. I think last week you kind of started seeing it, but this week is going to be how they, you know, really start to turn the ship if they can win. Um, the Eagles, uh, you know, they just I, – I, I, I think it's a getting back in the groove of things. I think they will. I think they'll be fine. Um, if I had to bet right now, I would bet that they'll probably end up winning the division. Uh, they have the most talented team. They have the best quarterback. They have the best defense. Um, not the best running game. Ajayi doesn't help anything. But they didn't have him for half the season last year anyway. I think they'll be okay. Um, the Giants are awful. Uh, the Giants are, are terrible. I mean, I know they picked Barkley, and he's looked great. I'm not a huge running back guy, though. I think the running back is kind of a almost a little bit overrated. I mean, there's only so many guys. There's a handful of guys, and maybe Barkley ends up being one of those guys that really can make a difference um, in the long, long run. But, uh, I mean, if you look back, if you're a Giants fan, and you look back on how the quarterback situation has been treated over the past couple of years, you have got to be disgusted with the front office. I mean, absolutely just disgusted. 
you had a situation where you knew Eli Manning was old three years ago. You knew Eli Manning wasn't that good three years ago. And I know what, they went 12-4 and four two years ago, had some, you know, made the playoffs, lost. Um, you have a generational player in Odell Beckham Jr. who can't get the ball because your quarterback can't throw anymore. He can't throw anymore. Uh, he's, he can't complete passes. He can't throw up more than 20 yards, just like Odell said. And it's, it's affecting him. And I know, once again, you picked Barkley. But really? Really? Over the past three years, there's been a lot of good quarterbacks. You didn't think about trading up last year, maybe, with Deshaun, Pat Mahomes, some of those guys. You had pieces that could have been moved. This year, okay, you didn't go for one last year. You had a good team the year before. Okay, Eli was still doing fine. After this year, though, this past season, and you got the number two pick. Okay, Baker's off the board. Maybe that was the guy you thought, huh? You didn't think Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, even Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson's not going number two, but you didn't think any of those guys left on the board was worth placing Eli Manning? Because guess what? Sam Darnold's definitely better than Eli Manning right now. Turns the ball over a little bit, but <laughs> so does Eli. It's just, it's going to be a rebuild for a long time for the Giants. Terrible offensive line, aging defense. It's going to be a rebuild. Uh, moving on, AFC North. Uh, you got Chicago, 3-2, Green Bay, 3-2-1, Minnesota, 3-2-1, Detroit, 2-3. Um, so first off, what I can say is please, Khalil Mack, please come back. Come back. Don't be hurt for too long. Bears are a lot of fun right now. They're a lot of fun to watch. I think they would have won last week if he didn't go down. I think they'd be 4-1 and one had that not happened. But, uh, you know, it's kind of a surprise. It's kind of fun. In the past couple of years, it's been, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Last year, I guess, it was Minnesota. And, then, you know, it's just, I don't know. Um, I think we learn a lot, regardless of Mac plays or not. You learn a lot about the offense, especially this week, because, you know, Mac doesn't play on offense. Um, they play New England. Um, you're going to learn a lot about the Bears then. Should be an interesting game. Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota, both weird teams this year. Um, no one can really tell if the Packers are good. I mean, they aren't good, but they have Aaron Rodgers, um, and Aaron Rodgers is fantastic. Um, so, But the next question after that is, like, how many wins is that really good for? Is it good for a wild card spot? Is it good enough to win the division? Um, I don't. I don't know. I just. I. I don't know. It's so hard to. You know, two of your wins have come from Aaron Rodgers. Miracle works. I mean, he does it all. I mean, that's who he is. We know that now. But still, I. I just don't see how that's sustainable. It's not really. Um, then you got Minnesota, who you know look great one minute, and then the next they'll go get killed by Buffalo at home, not score a touchdown. Um, so I'm just, I'm not really sure. You know, if they start clicking, I think they can be probably one of the best teams in the NFC, probably one of the best teams in the league, um, but they're just not clicking right now. Uh, so we'll see. And then you have the Lions. Uh, I mean, they're not out by any means. They're sitting at two and three. They're coming off of a bye week. Um, they're just going to need to start playing consistently. But that's been the story. And NFL fans know this. That's been the story since Matt Stafford's been there. They're not bad, they just aren't consistent whatsoever. And that's what you need, you need, to, you need consistency if you're gonna compete in the NFL. So, it'll be interesting to see how that division, you know, shapes up. Um, the end of the year games in that in division matchups are gonna be a ton of fun, can't wait. Uh, AFC, or NFC South, uh, you got New Orleans, four and one, Carolina, three and two, Tampa, two and three. Atlanta two and four. Uh, this is the division that two or three weeks ago people were like, "Well, what's, what's going on here? Saints aren't that good. Carolina might be good. Tampa Bay might be good. Atlanta's bad." Um, but now it's starting to clear up a little bit. Uh, the Saints are the best team in the division. That's clear. We knew that at the beginning of the season. We questioned it for a couple weeks, but we're once again reaffirming they're the best in the division. I think they're going to end up running away with it, um, and I think they'll compete for a, a bye week uh, in the NFC. Uh, the Panthers are a team who I feel like could go 8-8, eight 7-9, eight, and 10-6, and six, maybe stumble their way into a wild card. 
um, kind of like they did last year. Um, but they seem very average. Cam Newton hasn't really been Cam Newton since, uh, what, 2015 with the Super Bowl? Just has, has, hasn't been Cam Newton. Um, 2016. Uh, and it, just not the guy we're used to. Definitely not MVP Cam. So, and without that, I mean, I, I don't think they really have a, a shot at anything. The uh, Tampa is proving that, guess what? They are who we thought they were. Um, you had Fitzmagic for a week or two, two weeks, lost the third, now he lost three straight. Jameis is playing. Jameis is who we thought he was. Throws a lot of picks. Throws a lot of touchdowns, sort of. Throws a lot, you know. He, he's all right. Um, they're not very good. I'm going to guess they go like somewhere between 4 and 12 at the end of this and you know, maybe like, maybe six and ten at best. They're not going to win a lot of games. They're not very good. Um, Falcons are a weird team because that's a team, you know, you got Matt Ryan. Um, and I think they're better than their record shows. Um, I mean, they've had a hard early schedule. They played the Steelers. They played the Saints. Uh, they played the Bengals. Uh, they played the Eagles. They, they have not had an easy start to their season. But the schedule starts to ease up over the next few weeks, for the rest of the season, really. That gives them a chance um, to, to find themselves in a wild card, I think. Um, the hardest games they have left on the schedule is at New Orleans, at Green Bay, and then home against the Ravens. Past that, I, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm under the, the mindset that every game is winnable for them. And I think they, they don't lose all three of those games. Um, so we'll see with Atlanta. I think they have a chance. Um, they had such a slow start that that may end up kind of biting them in the butt at the end of the season, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, AFC West. Uh, the Rams are going to win the division. Uh, the Rams will probably get a first-round buy and home field advantage in the playoffs. Uh, they're 6-0, and only undefeated team left. Um, Seattle's 3-3, three and three, San Francisco's 1-5, and five, Cardinals are 1-6. They lost last night to the Broncos. Um, so this is probably the worst division in football. Uh, the Rams might be the best team in football, but this is the rest of the division is just not very good. Um, Seattle's just very average now. Um, they're no longer the Legion of Boom. They no longer have beast mode. Um, they're a team with a good quarterback, a bad offensive line, bad running backs, okay wide receivers, and a very average to below average defense, especially with Earl Thomas gone. Um, a little bit of a little bit of air got sucked out of the division with the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo injury, definitely. Um, but to be honest, after seeing him, even without Jimmy Garoppolo, even with Jimmy Garoppolo, I know there were people out here who thought that this was maybe a 10 or 11 win season for the 49ers, but really, I, I, I still don't think they're quite there, even with Jimmy G. I mean, they're going to get a very high pick, for sure. <laughs> they're not winning 10 games now, but you know, I, I, I didn't think they were that great to begin with. Um, I'd say the jury's still out on Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's not let's not crown him him quite yet. And now he's coming off of an injury. Next season will be interesting. The rest of his career should be interesting. Uh, the Rams are going to run away with the division. Probably get a first round bye. One thing that the, this division can say is they very well will get probably get two teams in the top five, top six, top seven in the draft, along with possibly a Super Bowl champion. We'll see. All right, moving on. Um, last part of the show, kind of wrap things up. Um, we're going to do NFL Weekly Pick'em, just kind of like college, except I'm just going to do every game. Not going to do the Thursday night one because we're recording here on Friday. Um, but next week, the Thursday night game will be a um, part of the Pick'em. I'll, I'll get this this done by, uh, by, by the time the game starts next week on Thursday. So let's just hop right into it. Uh, Tennessee versus L.A. in L.A. Chargers in London. I'm going to go Chargers on that one. Uh, New England at Chicago. No Khalil Mack. New England's looking hot. Looking, looking like New England. I'm going to go New England. Uh, Buffalo at Indianapolis. Both bad teams. No Josh Allen. Nathan Peterman's on the bench. Buffalo's having uh, their starting QB. has been on the team for what, nine days now, ten days, eleven days. Um, I'm going to go Indianapolis on this one. Uh, Detroit at Miami. Detroit's coming off a bye week. Miami's coming off a very emotional win last week. I'm, I'm not sold on Miami. Um, I haven't been all season. 
So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Detroit, uh, Minnesota at New York Jets. I'm gonna go Minnesota. Uh, Jets just aren't that great. I think they'll get a lot of pressure on Sam Darnold and make him make a few mistakes and kind of pull out the win. Uh, Carolina at Philadelphia. I think Carolina, like I said earlier, they're one of those teams that you know they might stumble into a wild card, but I think Philadelphia is going to start picking up steam here. I think we're going to start seeing old Philadelphia. So I'm going to go Philadelphia in that. Uh, Cleveland at Tampa Bay. I'm going to go Tampa or Cleveland, not Tampa Bay. Cleveland. Uh, rebound game from last week's pretty bad showing. Um, you know Tampa Bay's defense isn't great by any means. Um, I think. Cleveland's defense will be able to hold Tampa Bay down. I'll go Cleveland. Um, Houston at Jacksonville, super close game, almost a toss-up, I think, but uh, I'm going to go Houston. Uh, New Orleans at Baltimore, uh, also a toss-up. New Orleans is a tough team to read when they kind of go up north, outside on the road, but it's October. I'm going to go New Orleans. Uh, Los Angeles Rams versus San Francisco, that's, I, I don't really need to explain. The Rams are going to win. Um, Dallas at Washington. I'm going to go Dallas. I think that uh, last week's win is going to pick up some steam for them. I'm not a huge buyer on uh, Washington. I'm not a huge buyer on a team when you're running back. So 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. Uh, so I'm going to go Dallas on that. Cincinnati at Kansas City. I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, I'm go Kansas City, I think. And uh, New York Giants at Atlanta. I'm going to go Atlanta on this. Uh, the bye weeks are Green Bay, Oakland, Pittsburgh, and Seattle. So we'll see how I do this week. Uh, hopefully I do pretty well on both the college and the NFL one. Um, but, yeah, that's the uh, show for today, folks. Um, thanks for coming and giving the podcast a chance, a listen. Hopefully you liked it. Um, if you have any suggestions for me, just let me know. Um, I'd love to hear them. Um, and going forward, I plan on doing two or three more podcasts a week. Um, next Tuesday, um, I will have the Weekend of Football uh, Recap uh, podcast. So we'll recap the uh, NFL games and the college games, talk about what I got wrong, talk about, talk about what we saw, and things moving forward. And then on Wednesday, I will be uploading a podcast about the first week of the NBA season, uh, kind of how those new teams are looking, um, some of the rookies, uh, all that kind of fun stuff. Beginning of the NBA season is a lot of fun because you get all these new faces. Guys like to jump from team to team. It's, it's, it's a good time. And then uh, probably a little bit of World Series talk, too, because we'll have a champion. Uh, not, not quite, but working towards a champion. Uh, in baseball. So we'll see uh, who meets them there, the Red Sox. And uh, we'll talk about that on Wednesday. And then either Thursday night or Friday afternoon, um, probably Thursday night because I'd like to get the Thursday night game into the uh, into the pickums. But uh, we will have the uh, weekend football preview. So next week, expect three podcasts one Tuesday, one Wednesday, one Thursday not Thursday, maybe Friday. Um, so once again, thanks for listening, and I hope people come back for more.